Yes, let's just train you on the microphone. Make sure you don't you stay close to the mic. Okay. You don't move away. Make out with the microphone. Make it, yes. No, don't, don't, no, don't, don't put it in your mouth. So, welcome to the final episode of Series 1 of You Alright, Babes. Say hello, James. Um... Hi, babes. <laughs> this is a bit weird. So, uh, yeah, you will have noticed that we're doing things a little bit different for this bonus episode. So this is actually the voice of Producer Rob's. Producer Rob's gets a microphone. Yeah, oh, my God. Snaps for Producer <laughs> Rob's. What made you give me that honour, James? Um, do you know what? You've just been such an integral part to your right, babes. And I've actually got a tear in my eye, not because I'm so emotional, but because I think I just poked myself in the eye. <laughs> but you've been such an integral part of, of, of producing this show, and it wouldn't be where it is or what it is without you. Um, oh God, this got deep quick. Yes. Oh, what it, a minute in? So, so deep, so quick. Um, I swear I'm like, I'm just deep in energy, you know? Um, yeah. So I felt like, and quite a lot of people messaged me and be like, oh my God, producer Rob is so cute. And I'm like, in it, right? <laughs> so I was like, I feel like we got to make you a bit more, make you yeah. get you out there a bit more. Yeah. So, um, well, that is right. So uh, for this episode, it's just between us girls. <laughs> um, oh, I love it. Um, and yeah, we wanted to spend a bit of time, I suppose, in this episode, just having a look back at series one. Yeah. And give your mouth a bit of a rest because God knows it's a busy mouth. Oh my God. I don't stop talking, do I? No. My, listen, my vocal tones at the moment are very raspy because I just literally don't stop talking. Yeah. Well, guys, I have to actually edit the podcast. Everything you hear is me editing it. <laughs> Generally, it's about an hour that we record. <laughs> what you hear is a half an hour episode. So, you know, do the math. I chat and chat. And we off, we go off, we, listeners, we go off grid quite a lot. And Rob's <laughs> just like, sends me like emojis like, what so, on earth are yeah, you doing? I, I sit in the corner with the microphone off. But today we're going to change things up and I get a microphone. And I actually get to ask the very first important question. Oh. Are you all right, babe? Oh, oh my God. I can't, it, it's actually quite overwhelming to actually be asked that by producer Robs. Um, but you know what, babes? I'm bloody brilliant. Good. Yeah, I feel bloody brilliant. I've got a slight sore throat, if I'm honest with you, mm-hmm. um, because I have been doing a lot of talking mm-hmm. um, in my various different jobs on radio, on like in the fitness world or whatever, you know, darling, whatever. We'll but um, but yeah, so uh, apart from my little raspy voice, which actually is quite sexy, I think personally, I'm pretty sweet. Good. I mean, I feel like it's worth saying... Obviously, we are the first day of being put into tier two in response to the coronavirus. So for me, it kind of feels weird that we've come a little bit full circle for when we started this podcast. Oh my God. It's a little bit poetic, isn't it? Oh my God. Oh God, I didn't think of it like that. That's crazy, isn't it? We are ending the first series back where we started. In a lockdown. (laughs) (laughs) the beginning of the first. The whole point of the podcast was to raise conversations and, and, and amplify voices and to talk about that that really difficult moment we all faced. And yeah. here we are about to dive straight back in. Back to, di- yeah, exactly. We're about to go right back into lockdown. Hopefully not tier three. No one wants tier three. Well, I don't know about you, but I feel quite chill about this second lockdown, though. Maybe because I've just had like a cup of tea and it's quite warm <laughs> in here. Um, but I feel quite chill. Yeah, I mean, it is worth saying that we, where we record this wonderful podcast, it's all COVID safe. Oh, it's so COVID safe. So social distance. So social distance. This is a workplace. 
It is a workplace. Serious work that we do here. So serious. <laughs> so well, put down that Tom Kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get in there somewhere. Yeah. But you did kind of just, you, you, I suppose you kind of just said it there. Like, obviously, we started this podcast to hear from different people in the queer nightlife community and how they were coping both sort of professionally and mentally with everything being shut down. And we've not really had that change that much. I mean, some places are kind of open again. You had to sit Ish. down, but you know, it looks you like- to sit down. <laughs> sit down, sir. Sit down. Sit down. Do not stand up and dance. Yeah. No, don't move. No shoulder shuffles. It's it's back into that weird kind of place where, you know, things are starting to shut down again. So mm. one of the things I wanted to ask you is, obviously you are a person. Yeah. Oh, from thanks babe for recognizing that. Night- <laughs> you are a person from that nightlife community yourself. And I guess what's been the thing that you've missed the most? And how have you coped with not having that outlet? Oh my God, that's really, oh, very interesting. It's so strange being on the other side, by the way. Really, it's really Mm -hmm. strange. I mean, I'm so shy. I don't like talking about myself. But anyway, (laughs) um, so uh, do you know what? uh, One of the few things I've missed, it's the the people and the energy. I didn't actually realise how much it... it, uh, it affected me and it was a part of my life just getting to meet so many different people energies Mm. like that conversation I'm a very sociable person and it's a big part of my DNA and makeup and without that I felt like a little bit bit lost really Mm -hmm. Um, so I've missed that I've missed those random fag break moments you know when you go outside oh do you want to come for a fag with me like I'll go in there why not do you want one no I don't smoke but you do speak to people (laughs) that, and then you make you know new best mates for life but I just love a random fag break moment but also just moving my body to music yeah like i like i skank out i go for it you know yeah. i like twerk tiktok dirty wine you i just go you think you, think you do i know i think <laughs> i do yeah but i just want to let myself think i do in my head you know god knows what i actually look like but it's 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 the art of self-expression and um it helps us to be balanced and it helps us mentally so um go for gold you know if, yeah. it, if it helps you and it definitely does so it's it's definitely been quite difficult not having that in my life. And how have you coped mentally with it um, kind of not being around? Because I think what you said and what you've kind of said throughout the whole series actually is about nightclubs being a kind of uh, release. Mm. And I totally get that. Like, you know, I, I work in a nine to five kind of job. <laughs> nine to five. Working it's never nine, nine to five. five. Yeah. Um, oh, there's some emotion there around there. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, coming to the end of the week and then wanting to go out and kind of dance is a massive release. Mm. So, like, how have you coped mentally? Babe, we've been dancing that? together quite a lot, haven't we? We do, like, a good dance. Have we? Yeah. We've been to quite a few, babe. Oh, I thought you meant like during lockdown. I was like, no, we haven't been there dancing anywhere. <laughs> no illegal raves. Like, no, babes, no legal raves. You don't support legal raves. Um, but I mean, to answer your question, I uh, I lost my shit, really, to, to be quite honest and vulnerable about it. It was um, the first few weeks were cute. I was like, OK, wait, we can make this work. You know, went to mm-hmm. the supermarket and bought all the supermarket ingredients or the toilet roll <laughs> just to make sure that <laughs> if there was apocalypse, we could be fine. But um, but then yeah, after a few weeks, it was actually it's, it was just stretching on. And, and yeah. um, my everything just fell apart, really, at the seams. My who I thought I was, what I was doing, my purpose, like I felt lost. And a big part of that was not having music or raves or being able to share that energy or my soul with, with people with laying down beats, you know, um, it was, it was a really difficult time. Um, but it was the time that birthed you right, babes. Yeah. I mean, I think it kind of felt like a challenge at first, didn't it? Mm. Everyone was kind of a bit like, Oh, 
you know, going into lockdown, I mean, apart from the fact, obviously, that loads of people are dying. Yeah. You know, it kind of felt like a bit of a challenge where it was like, oh, how are you going to, like, cope yeah. with being in lockdown? Everyone was <laughs> in it together. And then as lockdown started to lift um, and we kind of got back to a bit more of a normal life, I think that's when I personally really felt like I missed what we had before. Yeah, massively. Like, it was just... You were kind of back to normal, but then you couldn't go and do a lot of the things that you were used to doing. Yeah. And you feel like there's this wall against you. I remember when it, the lockdown first happened, and it was a few weeks in, and it was just as I started to slightly lose my shit. Um, and <laughs> um, and it's true. Like, it really was, you know, and I'm sure many people did. Um, but through that comes some form of growth or understanding or development. It was in that moment that I was like, okay, so when I bounce back from this, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to like learn to play piano, or I know I'm going to I'm going to start a newspaper, or I don't know, just some That's random rubbish. Oh, you see, oh, yeah. grande. Um, <laughs> um, but but so I had those grand ideas, and you was like, we have got the time. Don't worry, don't pressure on yourself. And then they never actually came together because that pressure we put ourselves under, we're like, we've only get this one. There was a lot of kind of like, uh, you know, noise in the media or from friends saying, oh, we've got this opportunity to grow and, you know, we can really utilize this time. Bitch, it's, it's not that easy. <laughs> like, we've got a global pandemic. We're fucking locked in. We can't go to the shop. Like, we're running out of bog rolls. It's, it, it wasn't easy. And I think no. we put a lot of pressure on ourselves as well to utilize that time um, well. But actually just stay, stay in state. <laughs> Say, it's been a long morning. Um, Saying, sane. <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? Sane. Oh my god, that's it. Staying sane. Um, it was um, was actually the paramount of, of importance in that yeah. moment. You know, it wasn't about learning to play piano or writing the newspaper. It was about just keeping your shit together, Karen. Exactly, and staying alive. Ah, uh, 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 knew uh, you were staying alive. This is the bit that I usually edit out. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my god no my vocal tones are lovely so you you kind of just said it then is obviously in lockdown i remember we had a chat over the phone we did i just went and got a sausage roll from the shop from um like a greg's like a cheap greg's version important information <laughs> really important. Set the scene. To know. what's the context tell us more um and i remember yeah i got a i got a call from you and i'd be like oh god what does james want <laughs> <laughs> i know I, was just uh, I, I send voice notes usually like four minutes uh, long too much um <laughs> but you you kind of like rob got an idea i want to start a podcast and i remember you came with the idea of you all right babes and i thought that's actually really interesting because as you said like a lot of the places that we uh, are used to going to in mm. the sort of queer nightlife were shut down um and i know from kind of talking to you like your experience of how everything was shutting down and you how you were struggling i thought there was some really interesting conversations there um but let's be honest, mm. it's the first time either of us have ever done a podcast. Ever. Like, ever. Yeah. Do you remember when we did our first pilot one over Zoom? <laughs> in my bedroom, like, <laughs> sitting on that, um, on my puff in my bedroom, you in your ki- your parents' kitchen. And you, we got to the end, and it was, I, I'm, I'm going to say, it, it was rubbish. It was yeah. so dire. And you were, I was like, so what's your feedback? You were like, um... Collect three pages of notes. Yeah. Like, we'll, we'll chat about it another time. And I was literally like, at that point, I was like, oh, fuck it and file it. I'm not doing this. I can't <laughs> do it. I'm like, I cannot do it. I have not got the confidence. I'm too vulnerable. But somehow, here we are, finishing series one. What the actual feck? Yeah, I know. And it's been a pretty good series, if we do say so ourselves. And it's been pretty decent, really, for two people that have just been absolutely winging it. (laughs) (laughs) But you you say winging it. You now have your own radio show on Select Radio. 
So, you know, bit of a growth there. Oh, babe, you're pretty good yourself as a host. Look at you tying together conversation. Well, t- tell us about that. I mean, you did teach me, to be fair. Um, so, <laughs> tell us about the select- show, Select Radio. What, what's it about? <laughs> so, Select Radio is um, something that's really close to my heart. They, I wanted to work for Select a few years ago. My uh, DJ dad, Sam Lont, as we know, is part of the show. Everyone knows Sam Lont, cheeky little Sam. Um, he, I went with him to his first day, and I was just so in awe of like just being in a radio station and watching somebody mix live and talk on on air talk about music talk about um political moments maybe or anything that's going on conversationally or socially um and it was i knew there and then i wanted to be a part of that team mm. i messaged the guy behind select and um there was no joy from that message at the time <laughs> and no wonder why because i just started no one knew who i was like you know i was barely gigging at this time i think i had a residency at like freedom bar at like six to ten on a saturday we love freedom we love freedom but it was like there was no one there mm-hmm. <laughs> at 6 to 10 p.m <laughs> i was having a lovely time playing my disco records um and um yeah so it, nothing really came of it but then i went on this really big adventure and i started to play at other places i went to live in ibiza i went to loads of gorgeous nights in ibiza met loads of people promoters started working on my own music and um after we launched you right babes they contacted me oh i was like Oh my God. So I'm a true believer that when something is right for you and you feel it is, Mm. it will happen for you when the time's right. And you can push upstream to try and get it. But if it doesn't happen organically or naturally enough, just hold fire. Yeah. Keep the faith and manifest it and, and, and it will come to fruition. And, you know, two years later it did. And here I am, baby, with a weekly <laughs> residency, 2 to 4 p.m. on a Tuesday, laying down all those gorgeous vocal disco house records. There we go. Shameless plug is You talk about energies a lot. Like too much. Like a lot. So, guys. I'm a lot. I know. As I said. We record for an hour. Yeah. Basically about 20 minutes of any episode. It's just James <laughs> talking about energy. Uh, so where where does, oh. where does that come from? Where, like, tell us about that. Where did that happen in your like upbringing and your, your focus on energy? Because yeah. one of the things when you ever meet someone new, and as I said, like all the guests that we've had on the show, it's been a consistent thing for you to kind of bring up. Yeah. Where does that come from? Why is that so important? Fuck knows. Mm. No, not really. Um, <laughs> it's an interesting one. And I know I do talk about it a lot, you know, and it comes from um, a really dear place for me. I've I've had some trouble in times in my life, shall we say, some really testing moments. Um, I didn't have the easiest childhood. Um, it was pretty difficult um, on many different levels. Uh, my mum's quite, she's been quite poorly since I was uh, a young boy. My dad left when I was a very, when I was like nine. I haven't spoken to my dad for 16 years. I don't know where my dad is. Um, I never really had that male figure in my life. I was severely bullied as a child and to the point where I got mugged several times. Um, police had to get involved. I had a teaching assistant with me because they were scared for my welfare. It was quite some serious. That's a lot. Yeah, some serious shit. Um, and then as a man as well, because of that vulnerability that I had or that treatment that I had, I found myself, you know, dating or being with people that would um, that weren't right for me, you know, or good for me. Um, and, and through that trauma that I experienced, it's helped me to connect really truly with who James is, the energy that I feel, but I'm also really sensitively heightened to the energies around me. Yeah. So I feel the energy of people. I feel your energy, Rob. Oh. 
Well, it's judging you right now. Oh my god, you shady bitch! <laughs> no, you, you, you're. I would say probably more of an extrovert. Like, I think that's probably fair. No, to say. babe, I'm really introverted. <laughs> and that's the thing with with extroverts is you give off a lot of energy, but you're also quite receptive to the energy of others. Whereas I'm more of an introvert, and I will. I need that time for me to like recharge. And what about that I moment where we were running around the kitchen in high heels? Oh, I mean, oh, I mean, drink. <laughs> drink. Drink changes a person. <laughs> <laughs> changes the makeup of a man. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the thing for you. Like when I first met you, we met like, what, two, three years ago? You were a trainer at Gymbox and um, loved Gymbox. And then, you know, obviously you work with a lot of people there, but you were the best trainer there by far. And Oh, stop it. It was because of your energy oh see uh, let's be honest to some people i guess it could be a little bit much oh definitely some people do like you, do so, you find that yeah i mean some for example two, two examples someone messaged me on instagram to be like you know you're really annoying <laughs> <laughs> and i was what like a lovely message oh, what a lovely one. message and i was like oh my god three years ago i would have cried you know but i'm like well thanks for sharing like <laughs> it took you. you more time to be unkind than you could have just focused on yourself Ooh. but also recently I had a situation where someone had come to my class and they just didn't get it and and what mm. they didn't get was the energy part it was like there's just there's just so much energy and i was like but that's okay and i'm not going to be for everybody you know and not everyone likes everybody and no. and and that's okay let's talk about uh music so mm. talking about this podcast yeah as you are a dj oh uh, yeah and a radio presenter oh yeah uh music is obviously a huge part of your life yes yeah. as, as it is for me like we're both huge music fans although albeit sometimes quite different tastes yeah sometimes i i'm like uh, really you play a song i'm like oh no and then i change it and you're like uh, no and then it's like my time like uh, no <laughs> i mean yeah we we both appreciate music uh from from different places but both huge fans of music and we always wanted music to be a big part of of this show so even when people who come in on the show who aren't from the kind of the background of, of being a dj or being a performer um still music is a big part of the conversation where did that love of music kind of start for you when did you kind of think right okay i want a career that's going to be involved with music somewhere Oh my god, it goes way back. My earliest memory Give was in a minute. Oh my god, god, oh god, Rob, pressure. Okay, so my earliest memory was when I was a child, and it was my my dad just left my mum, and my mum they got a divorce. And my mom, I was like eight years old, and I remember my mum sitting on the sofa, and she was all on her own, and I just remember her sitting there crying. And she was listening to, with this little like, old radio, like with the cassette tapes, and she was listening to Whitney Houston. And it was the, in that moment, we listened to the whole album together, and I just sat with her while she cried, and it moved me so much. And at that moment, I realised emotionally what music does to me and what it can then do for other people. And as mm. I've grown owner, I've seen that, you know, owner, owner, older. Um, so, you know, that was that was a moment with my mum that I really connected with music and we really connected with music. We loved anything vocal, strong empowering, female lead vocals. Like, you know, she was going for a breakup. So I was there as a wingman, just like listening to those strong Aretha Franklin rhythms and just like... Breakup divas. Oh yeah, breakup divas, Celine Dion, all day, every day. Yeah. Um, so that's where it really started for me. And then um, one day I was just singing, she, she would get me to sing while she'd put the washing away. And so I'd sing Whitney Houston for her. And all of a sudden she turned around and she was like, uh, do that again. And I sang it and she was like, 
Oh my god, you can sing. Well, that's the thing. You actually can. Yeah. yeah so that yeah, little secret. James is actually a really good singer. Um also a little secret. I used to have a record deal. Also, another secret. Another you audition se- for X Factor. Oh my god, Shush Rob. Oh my god, no. Okay, so basically no. Boot camp, <laughs> Judges Houses, where um, did you get to? So I got down to like it was back in the day when like X Factor, it was when I was fifteen. Oh, Louis would have loved you. <laughs> <gasps> Oh my god! I think that's Spine. slightly on the uh, edge, but I think we can get away with it. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, it was when I was fifteen, and I got through four rounds of the X Factor, and I've still got the papers at home. And I was number like two thousand eight hundred and sixty-five, whatever it was. I queued up for ten hours. I went on my own. I travelled down on my own. I stood on my own for ten hours, and I auditioned for the X Factor because I knew music was in my bones, and I knew I was meant to be a part of it. And I just, you know, what I also did. It's quite sad actually thinking about it, but. I wanted to do it for my mum to make my mum proud because Aww. she loved the she loved the X Factor and um, I just I just wanted to show her that how much that I appreciated everything she sacrificed to me. So I was like, I'm going to go and fucking win this thing Aww. and I'm going to buy your house. Unfortunately, I didn't win it. <laughs> <laughs> Who won that year? What year was it? Um. Oh God, I think it was Leona Lewis. Give, to be fair, yeah, as well no, as it was before Leona Lewis. Give me the year, and I'll probably be able to tell you. Um. Before. Oh, it was the One Direction year. Oh, you could have been in One Direction. I know, but I probably would have been. And you know what? Oh. They got on the fourth recall. I saw the same producer, and it's the producers that do everything. It's not the bloody judges. Mm. Um. And um. He was. He remembered me, and I saw him specifically because he asked to see me. He gave me a piece of feedback. He's like, James, next time I see you, I want you to do this thing for me. And when I saw him again, I just buckled under the pressure. Mm. I was just like, I just wasn't ready. I was lacking in confidence. I had everything. And he could see he was disappointed. And he just looked at me and he's like, thanks, James. Come back next year. Yeah, you could just see, like, Mm. he was just, he knew I wasn't ready. What did you sing? Oh, God, I would have been a hopeless mess if I got through. I would have been like a Lindsay Lohan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what did you sing? I sang um, uh, Summertime by Ella Fitzgerald. Oh, did they make you sing that right? Because I swear that is like an extra Yeah, staple. I think, yeah. Uh, mm, no, they don't. I just picked it because it worked <laughs> with my, my vocal tones. Um, but I also sang um, a song by Plan B, I think. I did love, they said I love you so. That one. Oh. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. You remember that one? I do remember it. I just yeah. Didn't, I just didn't like it. Yeah, and I mean, well, it, didn't even, it didn't work for me, did it? Because it didn't fucking get me through. <laughs> um, but I yeah. Think, you know, that's really interesting. You, you've obviously always had a love affair with music and whether that was going to be on X Factor or... I thought I was going to be a pop star, babes. Well, yeah, you had a record. You had a record deal. Oh, I did. I, well, I guess I was a pop star, wasn't I? Ish. And you look like a pop star. <laughs> you look like a pop you star. Sound like you a think pop like star. a pop star. Um, or a pop star. But yeah, I, d- I did. Um, that led on to me going to be in a band, and I was in a band called Injustice. Um, and I was the vocal, the vocal lead on that. And we were signed to Tropicana Records. Um, and Evelyn Thomas, who done the song High Energy, your love is lifting me. Do you remember that? Yeah. Lifting me high. <laughs> <laughs> that one horse me disco fave um yeah she was signed to that that record label and the record label was also the same record label that was a part of the making and the start of take that and wow. some other big boy bands as well so this was like their last hurrah to try and you know <laughs> provide. so how did that go <laughs> well um i quit <laughs> Babe, I just couldn't deal with the pressure. I was too young, you know, like I just, I really thought I could do a career in cyber. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I just, you know, at the time, I, um, at the time, I I just wasn't in a point in my life where I believed in myself and Mm. it's taken me 
It's taken me a good 10 years to believe in myself, but I believe in myself now, baby. I mean, X Factor's not here, but what could you go do? Go do the voice. Uh, oh, well, you could have been in the little mix one. Um, oh, hello. Um, I'm, excuse me, I'm not 16. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I know I look young and youthful because I'm using Aesop Preems on my face now. Probably older than most of Little Mix. Yeah, exactly. I'm older than Little Mix. <laughs> I could be Little Mix's dad. Um, but well, you know, I don't, you know what? I've got a radio show. I've got you right, babes. I you found, you found a way back to music. And I think, yeah. you know, music is obviously a massive part of your life and, and continues to be. And... I think music for me personally over the last six months, like music for me has always been a bit of a lifesaver. Mm. Like whenever I'm feeling shit, I'm that person who will go on and put the Adele album just to make myself oh feel more shit. Which, 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 <laughs> which Adele? No, but you just, you just like, you just like, you just not sob, but you're like, what's it called when you like wallow in your like self pity? Yeah, it's quite cathartic. <laughs> it is like it's depressing music when you're depressed, make you feel more depressed. It's it's winning. But it helps you release some emotions, right? You shift yeah. energies and emotions. See, energies. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know music in the last six months particularly with um lockdown especially when you know I, I i moved out of london i went back to my parents house and was there with my sister and my mum for a little bit and it was literally just us in the house for mm. two three months on our own so like every new music friday was just like a treat because you know all this new music that we were getting yeah. and helped you to kind of feel and forget that the outside world was a bit shit. So what what have you been listening to over the last sort of few months or weeks? Like what's kind of got you through? You know what? I think people would think, because they listen to either my radio show or my songs or, or they'd think, or they come to me, you know, uh, some of the gigs I've played, they would think that I listen to those music, those tunes on the regs. Mm. I don't. I actually listen to the Adele's. I listen to the Sam Smiths. I listen to anything vocally that, or like, it's just been written in the way which is about breakup or lack of love or loss or you're okay, hon. yeah, no, yeah, you're okay, hon. But you know, I don't know what it is, but there's something about you know, or Georgia Smith, for example, she's been big for me. Love her oh my god, like just it just it's been massive. Oh god, Lily Moore has been amazing. Madison Ryan Ward, these strong apart from Sam Smith, these strong female vocal leads, I think for me, it, it went back to my childhood where I'd listen with my mum. And as mm. a man, when I was going through, as a man, as a, like an adult, sorry, um, I, I I was going through quite a difficult time in lockdown and it helped me to to shift some of the things that I was feeling and those lyrics and that, that pulled back kind of like style of music really pulls me in and it calms me down. I can't vibrate at that level all the time. I can't be playing banging house records, you know, all day and all night. Yeah. Um, so for me, actually, I do listen to a lot of, um, I've got Lauren Hill, like I throw it back, you know, I even go back to some, some old proper like 1960s. Are you, so that's interesting because a lot of my friends would say of me, I only really listen to female singers. What does that say about us? I don't know. Mm. I don't really listen Texting to... now, 844. <laughs> I don't really listen to male voices. Harry Styles loved that oh, album. Oh, God. Which one? I'm uh, falling... It. Oh, God. Fine Line, that, that album. Oh, that the whole, whole album. The whole, yeah, all of it. Um, fantastic. Uh, and then the 1975... Like, love them. Matty is... Oh, my God. I was about to say Taylor Swift. <laughs> I thought that was a Taylor Swift album. <laughs> Why would that be a Taylor Swift album? <laughs> well, was she was born in, like, not 2000. 1989, wasn't it? Um, but, yeah, apart from those, I just listen to female voices. And I don't know. Is it a gay thing? Um, 
I mean, there's probably a lot of gays out there who'll probably be like, absolutely not. Do not dare put me Yeah. So how dare you? How dare you? We'll probably get some letters written in. But do you know what? Maybe it is. I think it all depends on what your background is, you know, and, and I think... For, for me, I grew up with a lot of females around me. Mm. So there's just something about that empowering or emotional or emotive way of songwriting that females have that, that really just touches me. Yeah, and also... And I like being touched. <laughs> <laughs> but let, let's be honest, there are no males in the game that are doing it like the females do right now. No, I don't think they ever have. Females write when no. they come to music... They are incredible performers, incredible singers. Uh, they their fashion is incredible. Fashion. You know, it, they're just well-rounded packages. Just look at Beyonce and like that meme of when Beyonce is standing like in literally a full-on gown, like doled up to the max, standing next to Ed Sheeran, who's got like his t-shirt and some Vans on. It, it just perfectly like says to me the difference between male pop stars and female pop stars so i don't know yeah. why there is a little bit for me like i get a bit bored with male pop stars i'm like come on bring it on the same level that the girls are yeah and then i might listen to you more yeah but i also think that's because you also like you know dressing up in drag rob and you're like putting on wigs and like being a fierce bitch so <laughs> like i think that probably plays a little part of it but, but i do see what you mean yeah. gen gender roles gender roles are holding our male pop stars back don't shame don't shame I suppose I want to spend a minute, a hot minute, uh, looking back over series one. We've had some amazing guests, DJs, drag kings, performers, club owners, um, and have obviously have broached that that conversation of coronavirus and how it's impacted all of them. But what have you found over the course of the series that maybe you didn't think you would? I mean, where do I start? Uh, firstly, the the general universal love for kombucha. We love kombucha. We love as that's Rob reaches. We, that's what we need to get as a sponsor for series. I two. think kombucha and your right babes are a perfect pairing. Um, put that down next to your knocko and your orange juice, babes. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fluid. Oh my god, fluid. fluid. Talking of fluid hands. Fluid. You know what? I think it's it's the diverse variety um, of person that we've had on the show, be that from drag king to DJ to producer, and it's been so inspiring to listen to and hear how these creative powerhouses have reinvented themselves, and also how they've managed to stay sane um, during you know, a once in a lifetime kind of mm. thing. And it's been, it's been amazing to, to do that. But also from the people that have been my friends and also people that I don't know that well as well, um, but we've been acquaintances, but now we're mates for life. <laughs> like those people in the, um, the fag corner, you know, outside the club. Um, I've learned so much about these people. I love learning things. Always be a student. I love learning things about people. And you're like, oh my God, I didn't know that. And it's just so cool. Yeah. Totally. I mean, l let's talk about like the guests that we've had on the show. So, highlights of series one. Uh, for, well, obviously kicking it off with Tessa. Yeah, Tessa. my babe. Shout out to Tessa. I love Terry. Australian accent makes another. Yeah. Well, thanks for clarifying. That was an Australian accent. I think it was pretty clear, Rob. <laughs> um, but yeah, Tessa. Uh, love Tessa. Having him on the show first really kicked it off, and I'm so proud of him for coming out of his comfort zone and coming on the show as well. Because, listeners, it is quite difficult. It isn't as easy as you think it is. Like, there's this big. I don't think they listen to this and think it's easy. Huh? Big, <laughs> big round thing in front of your face, you know. Um, and you just want to take a bite. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Daisy May was amazing. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. The, can we just talk about I, the impressions from over? Never laughed that much. It's a bloody good job I didn't have a microphone on at that point because it would have just been me laughing. I literally nearly pissed myself twice during minutes. that recording. And she's fantastic. And also going to be in um, uh, series three of Sex Education. Yeah, she is. Oh, 
Oh, we love you, Daisy. Daisy. Um, our girl Storm Mollison, like chatting about all things like boutique radio and how she reinvented herself there, you know, with the clubs being down. I loved that story, right? The the fact that, you know, Storm saying that she didn't see an opportunity for a lot of DJs and people who were starting out um, to have uh, a platform. Yeah. So she just went and made it herself. I just love that. Just like, yeah. That is like... That is like forward thinking. Go back to like, go back to that thing we were talking about at the beginning with coronavirus, like, you know. What's coronavirus? Saying, <laughs> saying you know, oh, we're going to get shit done. Like, you know, I'm going to learn Spanish. No, no, no. But here's Storm launching her own radio show. Yeah. Like, oh, claps for sure. Wait, sorry. claps for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, to Zach Riley talking about, you know, dancing. Um, you make me feel like dancing. But anyway, um, but yeah, but like how, you know, he, what it felt like for him that just, I think hearing the story during that episode about it, the last time he danced and he felt it, you know, he yeah. felt that was going to be the last one. That was a real big moment, I think, for both of us where we were like, wow, we really felt that and that story really emotively came to life. So, you know, it's been, it's been, it's been a ride, babe. It has. All of these guests, it's been so, and you just, the funny thing is, you just crave more. I crave more to hear more, to understand more. And I'm like a sponge, <laughs> sponge of energy. I mean, it's a good job we're doing a series too, isn't it? Uh, Speaking of series two. Speaking of series I think we should just uh, talk a little bit more about series two, baby. Because it is coming, we are going to be working on series two. And as I said at the beginning, it's weird because we're now kind of like back at the beginning and we're going to almost probably go back <laughs> into a lockdown. Um, but obviously we are chatting about guests to have on the show for series two. And we've already got a couple confirmed that we are super yes. excited to bring onto the show. Um, we want to make it bigger and better because bigger is always better. Yes, it is. Um, but what are you excited about with series two? Two. Oh, good question. Um, more kombucha. More kombucha. Um, sponsors. Sponsors. Plug, plug, plug. Um, <laughs> I, do you know what? I think it. Uh, I, I touched on it just just then. Um, but it's about learning um, more. You know, and I yeah. really thoroughly enjoy those moments where I'm like, wow. I didn't know that. Or it helps me to then grow my thinking or develop. But yeah. also giving, you know, different people plat this platform to amplify different voices and moments. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a really important point that we we want to obviously make sure that this show feels diverse in the Absolutely. conversations that we're having. And I think that's one thing for series two that we are really focused on is is actually using this show to focus on a lot of the challenges that are facing the queer community outside of coronavirus, right? Yeah, because there's a lot of them. There's, a, You know what? And it's the movement on. I think series two, to answer your question, is now the elevation of what You're Right Babes was and what it started as. And it's unfortunate we kind of back in a semi-lockdown, but that isn't <laughs> going to stop us, babes. Um, but, you know, it's, it's about us diversifying the show as well and moving it forward. So we'll be moving the conversation forward. And yes, it's, it's always going to be centred around our queer community and family and, you know, talking about that and the mental well-being. But also it's beyond on that you know it's looking mm. forward now of how we can widen out the conversation a little bit and that's exciting it is i, I don't know about you but i'm really excited yeah i hope you are too listeners uh well i think it's really important to say actually that uh listeners you can get involved oh my god really so uh if you go to our anchor page so we make our podcast through anchor shout um, out to this anchor. is not a paid ad although of course we would love it to be if you're listening anchor, huh? Hello, anchor. uh but through that platform um you can find the link on our instagram page at you all right babes if you're not already following us uh you can send us a message 
that will be paid out in the podcast. Oh, God, I love it. Wait, do we have an Instagram page? Yes. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Obviously, uh, I know. So we would love to hear from you. Like, what have you enjoyed with Series 1? What would you... Who would you want to see on Series 2? So, I think that's the end, Hon. Uh, I think we've come to the end oh of my God. our bonus episode of Series 1, if you're all right, babe. So thanks for giving me a mic. Babes, now I know what it feels like for the guests and why they say, oh, is that it? Is that the end? Like, you just you just get into a moment where, like, you hand sanitise your, t- your hands for, like, the 1,500 times and you just feel really comfortable and all of a sudden it's over. Yeah, basically. But I, I, I suppose I want to say before I kind of throw it over to you, uh, a big thank you to everyone who has listened this series. Uh, the podcast has grown and grown and grown and we have absolutely loved working on it. We're very excited to come back with Series 2. Yeah. Am I going to have a mic? full time you are so surprise <laughs> um and we've got new artwork coming like there's so many exciting things in the pipeline for it but yeah the conversation is going to naturally amplify because there's going to be more people on the show hopefully yeah so thank you everyone for listening james want to say anything um i would like to just say um to our lord that are in heaven that i'll be our name <laughs> Here's a kombucha cheese, kombucha, kombucha, to series two and all the wonderful things to come. We will see you for series two very shortly, hands. Stay safe. Don't socialise with other households. Follow the rules and we'll see you soon. Bye. Laters. Don't shake. Don't shake. Because I got to go to work. <laughs>